0: Hey friend, Mike McCurry here. Thank you so much for joining me once again here on Bible Tracked Echoes. Once again today, we are not in my office, for which I apologize, but it is currently a mess. We're having a few shelving pieces put together in my closet so we can put some things away, and all the stuff that needs to be put away is strewn all over the place, and so it's not quite fit for production Quite yet, we're almost there. While we, right before we jump into our broadcast today, I want to tell you about a gospel tract. I've got in my hand one called "Freedom in Forgiveness." This is the story, the amazing story of God's grace as shown to Paul Peruki. Here's what it says: The life and testimony of Pastor Peruki. Paula, his wife's name is Paula. He's Paul. His wife is Paula. Paula and I were married in 1984 and had a rough life because of drugs and much death. In 1986, two years after they'd been married, his 18-year-old nephew died. Then, he said, my father died from alcohol. Then the next year, my mother died in my arms. Her last words were, it's all right. But nothing was. Six weeks later, a best friend that was living with us died. A priest said he was in heaven because of his baptism. And it continues on from there as a sad tale is how it begins. But then God turns his life around. He goes on, Brother Paul does, to be a missionary because there is, as the tract says, freedom and forgiveness. It's not all bad news. God saved he and his wonderful wife from a life of, uh, of just inordinate, what the world would call pleasure, but sin and debauchery, And they came to know Christ as their personal Lord and Savior and have served Him ever since. This gospel tract, if you know someone that's dealing with loss, if you know someone that's dealing with hard circumstances, this might be a gospel tract that would be a help to them. It's just a little thing. We've been talking about little things all this week. We started talking about a little stick and a little stone and a little snack and a little servant. Today, we're going to look at a little sacrifice. I want to ask you, if you would, to tune your ears, and more importantly, tune your heart to what God has for us today. I'm going to grab my Bible right here. We're going to go to the book of Genesis, chapter 22. Genesis 22. The Bible says this in verse number 1, And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, God said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there, offer your son, for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. And Abraham, he didn't talk back. He did what God wanted him to do. You say, he's going to offer his only son. Well, well hold on. Follow along the story. Some of you know the story. Don't get too far ahead of me. Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him. And Isaac, his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes. They've been traveling for three days and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship, and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering, and laid it upon Isaac his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. In verse number 7, a powerful verse, verse 7 and 8, And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood. This is Isaac speaking. But where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went, both of them, together." Now, you realize that this, in our, especially our modern mind frame, this may seem absolutely make us incredulous that God would ask this. But please understand God's ways are higher than ours. As the heavens are higher than the earth, his ways and his thoughts are much higher than ours. And what we end up getting is an amazing story here of a little sacrifice. You say, did Abraham kill his son? No, what happens next in verse number nine, they came to the place which God had told him of and Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. A beautiful picture. You say, beautiful? What are you talking about? He's about to kill his son. Verse 10, and Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Isaac willingly laying there. I've got to imagine that Isaac, should he have chosen, could have fought his father, but we don't see an account of that. Isaac lays there. Abraham takes the knife, is about to kill his son. Verse 11 And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. He was listening for a voice. And he said, the angel said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him, for now I know that thou fearest God, seeing seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. Now, we've talked A little stone and a sling of David killed Goliath. A little stick, a rod of Moses dipped into the water, turned it red as unto blood, and held high over the Red Sea, split the waters by God's power. Talked about a little snack in the hands of a little Hebrew boy. Five barley loaves and two fishes. Talked about the words of a little servant girl. Today, though, we're going to look at a little sacrifice. We've talked all this week about the importance of the little things. You say, this doesn't seem like a little thing. This is just, this account in Genesis 22 is just a a little microcosm, just a few pages, a few verses out of this entirety of, of, of this holy book that I'm holding in my hands right now that tells the story. We've heard it said this way, history, his story the story of God Almighty and His marvelous grace to you and to me. You see, friend, you and I were bound on the altar of sin. And the executioner's blade was raised, and we should have been and we should still be sentenced to an eternity in a place called hell. But yet God had mercy upon our souls. He sent His one and only Son, His only begotten Son, the only one raised from the dead, to new life, to immortality. You realize, friend, that you and I should be on our way to hell, but because of Jesus Christ and his shed blood on the cross, we have free access to a place called heaven. I'm going to ask you today, God forbid something were to happen to you. I I try to bring this up at least once a month, if not more. It's the most important question I could ask you. God forbid something were to happen to you today, not tomorrow, not next week, today, do you know for a fact where you would go when you die? The Bible tells us. I want to show you from the Bible. You may hear, those of you on the radio, you may hear the pages rustling here as I go to the book of Romans chapter number three. The book of Romans chapter number three. I'll find my place there. Verse number 10. There are four things you must understand to accept Christ your Savior. We find here in Romans 3, and verse 10, the first item that you must understand. Number one, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. And verse number 23, kind of reiterates the thought, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The first thing you must understand, that I must understand, is that we are not perfect. I know this comes as no surprise to you. It's very unlikely that you think you're perfect. If you think you're perfect, you only have to think back to the last time you lied, the last time you had a bad attitude, the last time you woke up on the wrong side of the bed. None of us are perfect, of course, Number one, we must understand that we are imperfect creatures, and because of that, we cannot enter a perfect place like heaven. Number one, we are sinners. Number two, there is a penalty for our sin. The book of Romans, chapter number 6 and verse number 23, the Bible says this, For the wages of sin is death. You and I, it's not just talking about that moment when we breathe our last breath. That is talking about an eternity separated from God in a place called hell. See, the worst thing about hell is not the flames. The Bible talks about how the flames go on forever and never. The pain, the torment, that's not the worst part. The worst part is being eternally separated from God Almighty. Number one... We're sinners. Number two, there's a penalty for our sin. Number three, though, Jesus Christ paid the penalty. This is where the good news starts. Romans 6, 23, we read the first half of the verse, for the wages of sin is death, but the verse continues, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Just like Isaac must have breathed a mighty sigh of relief when he was released from his bonds and and sat up on that platform, on that altar, and they laid that ram there, that ram took Isaac's place. Jesus Christ, the perfect sacrificial lamb, a little, just a little sacrifice, just a just a man, some would say, that lived 2,000 years ago. No, this man was no little thing. This was no minor occurrence. This was the salvation of each and every man, woman, and child if they would accept it. Number one, we're sinners. The Bible tells us so. Number two, there's a penalty for our sin. The Bible tells us so. Number three, the only way to get to heaven is through Jesus Christ, He paid the penalty for you and me. But then we get to the fact, the last thing we must understand as we conclude today, we must accept the free gift. What if Isaac had grabbed that knife out of Abraham's hand? You say this would be crazy, and would have stabbed himself with it and killed himself, said, no, 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 I want to be the sacrifice. Well, that's what you do when you reject the free gift of salvation. You see, friend, in the book of Romans, one more time, chapter number 10 and verse number number 9, the Bible says this, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. In verse 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. My question for you is this. Have you confessed with your mouth and believed in your heart? Do you know him as your Savior? If you're listening right now and you say, well, this is one of the first times I've ever heard this, Maybe, just maybe, you need to get this settled today. I'd love to hear from you. You could pray a simple prayer like this. You could say, Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know the penalty for my sin is death and eternity in hell, but I don't want that. Please save me. I forsake my sins. I want to live for you. Take me to heaven when I die. Amen. Maybe, though, you have more questions. I'd love to hear from you. You can text me right now. If you made that decision or you have questions, text me at 309-316-7240. One more time. That number real slow. You ready? It's 309-316-7240. Zero. I want to thank you so much for joining me today on Bible Tracked Echoes. Join us next week. Have a great day for His glory. Share this broadcast with a friend. Tell someone about it. God bless. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tracked Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated.